What's up, party people? Welcome to Ditch the Ick, a podcast all about navigating dating, career, and honestly, life in general as a millennial. I'm your host, Katie Carson, 30-something avid dater and entrepreneur. What's up, party people? I really hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Natana. It really had a lot of light bulbs going off for me personally. And, you know, we talked about that and how I made some really big like industry shifts in my career. And it just really got me thinking about the big moves that I've made in my life that so many people have told me, oh my God, you're so brave. I could never do that. Or how, how did you do it? And so I want to dive into that a little bit today and talk about making big moves and how you can do it, but also tossing back to the unique dates episode. Turns out I took my own advice. I have been dating somebody and we went to this retrocade in Asheville and like for $10, you get to play like all of these cool, amazing games. 10 out of 10 would recommend you guys. If there's like some sort of arcade or something, it was so much fun. I got to see that he is a very gracious loser, (laughs) but also a very gracious winner when honestly I'm not. Just wanted to give you guys that update. But back into big moves. And so like my big moves that I'm talking about here aren't just changing industries when it comes to my career, right? Or starting my entrepreneurial journey. It's also traveling internationally by myself personally before I ever had to do it for work. It's moving states, you know, with very minimal support in the state that I was going to. There's just so many, so many things and so many ways that this can look like for you. And I think the biggest takeaway is don't wait for someone else to come into your life to make these big moves. You know, I think we talked with like Olivia and several other people about how you have to be like two whole people coming together to have a healthy relationship. But really, you know, when you're becoming this whole person, there are a lot of experiences you can have. And honestly, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of experiences you should have before you really even like try to have them with somebody else because it gives you a level of self-awareness that you wouldn't have prior. So like, for instance, traveling internationally, I I think I've mentioned this before, but I firmly believe that every person should travel internationally by themselves at least once in their life. I'm not saying make it the first time you travel internationally by any means, but I think you should go on an international trip at least one time by yourself. Or if you've never taken a solo vacation at a minimum, do that and make it more than like a day trip to a spa. Okay. Like have it be a full on travel experience because it's just such a valuable experience. So for instance, one of the first really big moves that I feel like I made, you know, I had been out of the country at this point. I did a study abroad group trip to China after my sophomore year for five weeks. We did nine cities, which was awesome. But my final semester of college, I was going to graduate early and I was like, F this. And I already had a minor in Spanish. So I decided why not go for a major? And I had heard my Spanish professor talking about someone who had done an internship in Spain. And I was like, why don't I see if I can do that? So I did. Like we planned this whole kind of like independent study situation and 
internship for me and I spent my last semester in Spain. And when I tell you just getting there was full of all of the issues you could ever encounter. I was coming from Florida and so I had like so many flights. <laughs> it was like Orlando to somewhere else to London to Spain. When I landed in London, apparently it had snowed for the first time in Madrid proper in like 20 years and everything was shut down. So here I am traveling internationally by myself for the first time, trapped in an international airport after watching a pirated copy of Taken a couple of days before. Not the best idea. A guy I was hooking up with at the time had given it to me. was like, oh yeah, you should definitely watch this. Wherever you are, you're the worst. And then I had left at home in the DVD player for my parents to find and watch. <laughs> also bad idea. So, you know, I'm trapped in London for like however many hours trying to figure out what to do. And at this point, you know, I didn't have my international cell phone yet because it was, you know, pre-smartphones. What up, 2009? So I'm just trapped in this airport trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, I made friends with another college student who was in the same boat. And so we hung out together. Like we watched each other's stuff. We grabbed a meal together. We waited in the ticket line once things started opening back up to get our flights rebooked. So then I land in Spain. Apparently did not go through customs the right way. It's fine. Finally find the guy who's supposed to be, you know, transporting me to like my bus to take me to Salamanca. Because let me tell you, this was a journey. So I'm finally on the bus to Salamanca. I get to the bus station there at like midnight, I want to say. The person from the school picks me up, takes me to my senora's house, the place where I was staying. And we get there and I open up my suitcase and it is completely fucking destroyed. I mean, shattered. Like there's no frame holding it together anymore. Like we were lucky I could get it up to the apartment. And I woke up the next morning and I went to like the nearest internet cafe and phone cafe. And I called my parents and woke them up because I didn't know what time it was. And I was just fully sobbing, fully sobbing. I was just like, oh my God, it's going to be terrible, blah, blah, blah. And my parents were like, and I had told them not to watch the movie, but my parents were like, uh, we watched that movie you left in the DVD player taken and we're going to come get you. So you just, you just hold tight. And that comment alone snapped me the fuck out of it. It made me realize, hey, this is a like once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm not going to puss out of it. I don't even actually, you know what? I'm not going to dick out of it because pussies are tough as hell. And I hate that it's used as a term for a wuss because honestly, way tougher than dicks. Anyways, ADHD rabbit trail. And so I stayed, I lived in Salamanca for six weeks taking classes. I made some really good friends. I moved to Madrid, made some more friends there, ended up taking a weekend trip to Ireland for St. Patty's Day where I met up with a couple of those friends. But I got there early. And so I made, you know, even more friends that I explored with. Like it was just, it taught me so much about how I handled adversity about how I handled things not going according to plan without any sort of outside influence. Because of my family situation, I was always thinking about, you know, what would be best for them? How do I take care of the kids? All of that. And this gave me a chance to really separate myself from my day to day and really learn deep down at my core what I was capable of 
how I solved problems, how I handled stress, how I, you know, what I actually enjoyed fucking doing on vacation. And I love traveling by myself now because of this, but I also love sharing the experience. It's not about only wanting to go by myself. It's about knowing what it is that I like to do truly without any other outside influence, but also, you know, being able to share those experiences with people and, you know, try new things. Like I, I just can't say enough about it. So, you know, that was probably one of the first really big moves that I made and shout out to my grandpa for, cause I almost didn't go because of like, it was so expensive and I didn't want to have to take out loans for it. And he just sat me down and was like, Katie, don't be dumb. You can do this. And, uh, and I did, and I am forever grateful to him for that because I got to really learn a lot and also learned that American work culture is really ingrained in me. Even as a college kid, I was the first one in that office waiting for it to open because everybody else was on Spanish time. But, you know, so that was the first one. The second one was after that, I came home and I had a real toxic party girl face. And I, let's just say I hit rock bottom. Okay. We're not going to go deep into that right now. We'll have an episode about that later on. But I I had a real toxic party girl phase. And when I came to, I realized I have got to get out of Polk County. I got to get out of town. I got to start fresh somewhere. I've got to be somewhere where my family isn't defining everything that I do or my past isn't defining everything that I do in, you know. And so I literally... I was deciding between Chicago and DC and I landed on DC because a, a girl that I worked with at Outback Steakhouse previously had moved there and needed help paying her rent and B, my best friend had just moved there and was staying with her family who lived in the Northern Virginia area. And my best friend and I hadn't lived in the same state in (laughs) years. We were also very different places in our lives, but I picked a day, packed up my car and drove to DC. And I transferred out back steakhouses just to have like a, a semblance of a solid job when I got there and, or, you know, quote unquote solid. And that was all she wrote, babe. I ended up staying there longer than the girls that I moved in with. (laughs) I lived there for six years. I built a support system that is unlike any support system I think I've ever had until I moved to Tennessee. And They are still my people. Like my DC group of friends is still my core group of people. And, you know, there were so many ups and downs of that and like trying to find a job and like getting to the point where I almost had to move home, you know, with my tail between my legs before I finally found a job. But it, it, I discovered who I actually was in DC. I, I healed in a lot of ways that I needed to heal with the mileage and the boundaries between, but I also, you know, it was just such an awesome experience. And like, people were like, Oh my God, you just packed your car and moved to DC. Yeah. And for me, it just feels like, of course I did. Like I needed to make a change. So I made a big change, but I have a lot of friends who are like, Oh, I could never do that. Not without a support network there and blah, blah, blah. And whatever the reasons are, But, you know, what I'd say to you is don't let that be the reason that you don't make a big move. 
Don't let that be the reason that you don't take a job in another location. Don't let that be the reason you don't move somewhere that you have always wanted to live. Because I am telling you, life is too short to just wait around. Life is too short to wait around to make these things happen. So, you know, figure out what you need to do to get there. You know, rent Airbnbs, go visit, rent an Airbnb for a week, see how you like it there. Like you don't have to do like the pack up your car and move there without ever having been there like I did. Cause I was, you know, I was 22. It's a very different time than in your thirties and forties. And now that I'm planning another big move to, I mean, not big, like an hour and a half to three hours away from where I am now. So not like huge. Now that I'm planning another big move, my plans are different. I'm approaching it differently, right? I am going to get an Airbnb for a week in each potential city that I want to live in while I don't have rent and see which one is the best fit. You know, like there's different ways that that could look for you, but I promise you, if you if you follow your heart, you make these big moves, I firmly believe that the universe rewards you. I believe that you'll get even more than you bargained for and not in a bad way. If you don't have a support system in the place that you're going, make a plan to find one, whether it's through like if you're if you're a faith based person, whether it's through finding a community there that you identify with or, you know, there's meetups. I've done a couple of meetup.coms. There's different Facebook groups. I'm a part of a Facebook group here in Tennessee of women who hike. We find hiking buddies and we go hiking and you know, things like that. And it's great. There's so many ways. Technology makes it so much easier now to find and connect with people. And at the same time, it makes it harder, right? Like if that's one thing we've learned, especially with post-pandemic, this learned loneliness, which we'll have an episode on. You know, it's so much easier to stay at home. We get so comfortable staying at home, but like find something. If you have a dog, go to the fucking dog park. I've talked about this before. Literally all of my friends that I'm not related to in Tennessee, I have met at the fucking dog park. And they are amazing. They have been the people who have shown up for me when I didn't have a car, who drove me to work at TJ Maxx at 6 a.m. They have been the people to come and body double for me while I pack. They they have been just amazing. And I honestly wasn't sure that I would find a support system outside of my family. And I was totally fine with that because, you know, one of the reasons I moved here was to do a lot of like familial healing and like as far as it goes with family dynamics, to be a part of a family where I can authentically and fully be myself without any sort of fear. But again, that's a whole other episode in itself. But you know, like, and I've made some really big moves that were really bad mistakes. Like, so for those of you who don't know, before I had Archie, I had a dog named Gertrude. She was a senior dog. She was a senior dog and she was the best. She, Gertie, G Money, when she was feeling real sassy and hood. She- <laughs> She was just, she was just amazing. And my, I remember when my, my grandmother met her, I was staying with my family for Christmas and grandma comes over and she grabs my face in her hands. And Marcia says, I am so proud of you. And I said, oh my God, grandma, what for? And she goes, for what you're doing for this senior dog, for this old girl. And I'm like, that's what, that's what we're proud of me for. I worked at the fucking CIA. And you're proud of me for what I'm doing for this senior dog? I mean, I'll take it. (laughs) But that is it. That is what she was proud of. (laughs) That's one of my favorite memories of Marsha, who's still with us. But so anyways, I moved to Tennessee during the panorama, like fall of 2020. And just a few short days after I moved up here, 
I had to put her down. She, she had reached the end of her life and it was no longer a good quality of life for her. And, you know, she had reached the final stages. And first of all, I am so glad that it happened when I lived here instead of anywhere else that I think I've ever lived because my family here are really big animal people, which my parents aren't, well, at least my mom isn't really. And so they understood for me that this was like losing a child. This was not that it compares to losing a child, but for me, it was the closest thing that I will experience to it because no uterus, but you know, the way they supported me and came around me and bought like 20 people's worth of Olive Garden for when I got home, um, my aunt went with me. Anyways, this is not, this is not the story I'm telling. I had to put her down and in my grief, I made a big move and a big decision and it was a wrong one. It was not a great one. I decided that after watching all of these people live in RVs and vans during the panorama, that that was what I was going to fucking do. I went and bought a retro RV that was decorated like Coke. The YouTube channel still exists somewhere out there, people. If you can find it, more power to you. I will not tell you the name because... I'd like to forget this in my life a little bit. So I bought this camper, used my aunt's expedition to bring it and parked it in the field behind my cousin's house and um, started work on renovating it. And then I had to buy, you know, a vehicle to pull it. So I bought this shitty expedition. Oh, bless her. She lasted me two years before she kicked the bucket. We did make it over 200,000 miles, but so that meant you know, I had two cars now, two car payments. I had the RV that I was renovating that I had paid for and I was doing all of this. And so when I went home for Christmas, my parents had redone multiple RVs for themselves and they had the space and they were going to help me. So, I mean, I kind of just told them they were going to help me. So I take the camper and I go down there and, you know, they helped me and Bob really stole the show on the YouTube channel if you find it. But you know, it was really hard. I've sunk a lot of money and a lot of time into this. And then I also, somebody found a dog and one of my friends sent it to me and was like, oh, you should get this. And so I did. I went and picked up this dog, even though like, as soon as I met her, sweet girl, just like had never really been trained. I don't think she was fixed. Like there was just a lot of complications with her. (sighs) Very neurotic. But even though I had like this feeling like, oh, this is not going to be a fit. I picked her up anyways and I took her home and she like destroyed my parents' yard. I'm sorry, mom and Bob. Still, I filled in a lot of holes that that dog made. And then I took the camper on a trip and I fucked her up and Bob had to come fix it. And then I brought her home and I was like, cool. So we're leaving now. We're going to go and do this. And it was a disaster. I needed to get to discount auto parts because it was the only auto parts store around to get something. I don't even remember what. And the roads were closed and I ended up like having to like really do a tight turn with the camper. And it was just so stress inducing that I like called my parents and I was like, I can't do this. And it's not that I, it's not that I couldn't do this, right? Like physically I could ability wise, I could do it. I had done it. I had stayed in it. I had, you know, helped fix some things. I had hooked it and unhooked it, but it just felt like at every step there was a lot of resistance. And I just was like, I just, this isn't going to be a thing for me. I realized I didn't want to do it. I didn't actually want to do it. So 
my parents, thank God, sold all my stuff for me because they're wonderful. And I packed up my car and I came back to Tennessee and we figured it out. But, you know, so there are some big moves that I've made that weren't necessarily great or in the great places that I wasn't making them from a healthy place or a rational place. But every single one of them taught me something I'm more valuable and I wouldn't be where I am without them. I just want to encourage you, if there's a big move that you've been considering, whether it is changing industries or moving states or, you know, going on an international trip by yourself, do it. Don't let, don't let fear be the thing that keeps you. Don't let your anxiety keep you from doing it. Think through it, make a plan and execute it because I'm telling you, you are capable of so much more than you know. And when you do these big moves, that's when you learn that. Now, if you're looking to change industries and you have no idea how to start or, you know, what your transferable skills are, honestly, DM me. I have helped so many friends change industries. My best friend, for instance, she was a children's pastor for a decade. Like I said, we've lived very different lives. She was a children's pastor for 10 years and was looking to make the switch into higher education. She didn't go to a traditional school. She she went to like a Bible college. So she was like, I just don't know how I'll ever afford to get my degree and all this. And I was like, why don't you just work at a college? If you work at a college, you get free tuition. And then you can get your degree and do something different and get yourself out of. She's like, but I can't get another job because I don't have a degree and I don't know how I'll get a degree. So we did a resume and we started looking at college positions. And now for the last four, five years, she's been doing college admissions at a faith-based university. She's about to get a promotion. She loves her job and going to it every day. And she's also getting her bachelor's. She finished her AA and I'm so proud of her. That was a big move for her. And especially at, I think she was, you know, we were past 30 at that point. And it wasn't an easy move, but it turned out better than she ever thought it could. I don't know that she ever thought, you know, that she would achieve this. And Allie, I'm sorry if I'm putting words in your mouth, but it just, it was a huge leap for her that turned out so well. And so I just want to make sure that I reiterate to you that you are not stuck. You're not stuck where you are. Figure out what it, where it is that you actually feel stuck and then do something about it. So anyways, I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but I do want to talk because, you know, next week is Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day, uteruses before deuteruses, even if you don't have a uterus, if you once had one, you still count. (laughs) So Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And I know, especially if you're single, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily a hard time for me anymore because I've been single for so long. Honestly, Valentine's Day doesn't even register except for the fact that I want to go to the store on the 15th and get me some candy at discount. (laughs) I love to keep dark chocolate in my freezer. It is one of my small joys in life. So if I can go and get some on sale, you know I will. But I want to talk about some self-care tips and tricks as we head towards this week. And I also want to remind you that now is not the time to get on the apps. The number of people I've had come out of the woodwork in the last couple of weeks being like, hey, is this still Katie? Do you remember me? Or are you still looking for somebody? And I'm like, bruh, have several seats. And those are only the people that obviously I did not block afterwards. So it wasn't like a terrible thing, but it, it was, it's just been very interesting. So now is not the time to get on the apps if you're not already on them. Do not fall into the trap of 
going back to somebody who did not, who is not a match just because you don't want to be alone on Valentine's Day. If you do go out for Valentine's Day, if you are seeing somebody do something, go back to that unique dates episode, check it out. But if you are by yourself, I want to give you some of my tips and tricks. What I want you to do is ask yourself, like, what is it that you most enjoy doing? Or what is it that you love to do that you have not done in a long time? Do that. Make plans to do that. Make the time to do that. But if you can't, like for instance, I haven't traveled internationally in a hot minute and I would love to, but that's not something that's going to be possible for me in the next week. So here are some other ideas. I had a budgeting intensive with Caitlin from Your Budget BFF, hashtag sponsored. Go to episode three to hear more about her and budgeting and things like that. But I had a budgeting intensive with her and she asked me a question at the end of it. And she was like, so what, what kind of things have you been doing for self-care that we can incorporate into your budget? And I said, honestly, it hasn't been something that I have intentionally incorporated. I think it's ended up being these like dopamine purchases from Amazon. And it made me realize that I need to get a little more intentional about my self-care. And we are going to have an expert on radical self-care and burnout coming later, Dr. Shuri. She's amazing. So if you wouldn't normally spend the money on yourself because you're spending it on practical shit, a single gals, we're, sing- we're, we're paying all the bills ourselves. We're doing the things. If there is something you wouldn't normally spend your money on for yourself, but like you would love to do, whether it's a massage or like a full spa day or something, figure it out. Look at your budget, see what you can actually do and do it. Stop putting it off. Take care of yourself. Prioritize yourself. Um, You can go through your closet, like go through your closet, clean some things out. Identify what you want your wardrobe to look like. Go do that. Buy yourself something sexy to wear and not, I'm not talking about to wear with somebody else. I'm talking just for you because sometimes I'm like, listen, you know, we're going to, we're going to get real personal here. I'm a granny panties queen. Don't get me wrong. I am comfort overlooks 99.99% of the time. But sometimes you just need the confidence of something sexy. I don't know what it is, but it just kind of like, boom, like you show up differently. So I'd encourage you to do that. It was fun. Like I I did that for myself after my hysterectomy, not because anybody was going to see it at that point, but just for me, just because I wanted to, just because I wanted to, like I was... And when I was happy in my body. Anyway, so those are some things. You can self-care, wink, wink, with things like Quinn, not sponsored, but Quinn, if you're out there, love for you to be a sponsor because your app is fucking phenomenal and it's women-owned. Or toys. And I'm not just talking about sex toys here, but like for fucking reals, like I mentioned, we went to this retrocade and I forgot how much I enjoyed Mario Kart. And I texted one of my best friends in DC afterwards. And I was like, hey, if I were to get a Switch, what game should I get? And she was like, I have been trying to get you to get one of these for years (laughs) so that we could play together. Because I didn't realize you could play together like remotely. So like I can play with her in DC. And I was like, I know, dude. But like at that point when you were trying to get me to, to get one, I hadn't played a video game in probably a decade. And I think I forgot how much I enjoyed it. You know, one of the things we did at this arcade was we played Mario Kart and I was like, fuck, this is fun. So I have a switch arriving today. (laughs) 
because I just, I forgot what it was like to just play. And it makes so much sense because I'm always playing like Candy Crush type shit on my phone, but like, you know, it's a little different. So think about something that you want. Think about something that you love doing and do that. You know, and next week we have um, a professional stylist and published author, Mikara Reed, on the pod. And it's going to be a really good conversation about finding your personal style, why that is important, how it can impact like your confidence and how you show up, not just like professionally, but personally. And we learn a lot about the psychology behind it. And she gives some fashion industry insider tips on women's sizing. Because we all know it's fucking banana sandwich. So um, you definitely won't want to miss that. And, you know, that's it for this week. I hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day, a great Valentine's Day, and make those big moves. Thanks for joining us on Ditch the Ick. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Ditch the Ick Pod. You can shoot us DMs, listener stories. In our highlights, you'll see some listener story prompts. You can share them with us anonymously or with your name. It's up to you. But we always love to connect and get to know you on social. And if you haven't already, head to patreon.com slash ditch the ick. You'll see a couple of different levels where you can subscribe and get access to exclusive content, get early access to the videos. In some cases, you get first dibs on listener stories. So make sure you head over there and subscribe. It really helps keep this going. If you're looking to join the community, meet some other single people, maybe you need some new friends, share your thoughts, comments, responses to the episode, you can head over to Facebook. We've got a free private group called Ditch the Ick, and it's going to be a really safe space for us to share our stories, connect, and make friends. Mm-hmm.